everybody, and welcome to Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill, and this episode, I'm going to be talking about, well, one thing that people love to talk about, and another thing that, well, unless you live in a certain country, you talk about it. It's Canada and YouTube. I know, that was a bad lead-in, but I'm just going to keep going. Um... So, the episode that I'm going to be talking about this week is, or in this episode, Canada on Strike. And this is an episode where it's a good mix of what YouTube was at the time, in 2008, and where, you know, kind of where YouTube is now, but also at the same time making fun of an event that did happen in Hollywood for a little while and because of it you know award shows had to be changed TV shows got cancelled because of this um and I'm talking about the Writers Guild of America strike which I will talk about a little bit later on um excuse me so, um, you know, with that said, let's just dive into this week's episode, Canada on Strike. So this is an episode that originally aired on April the 2nd, 2008, so we just missed it on being maybe an April Fool's episode, although I highly doubt that. Um, and this was written and directed by Trey Parker. So the episode begins at the school when there is an assembly and Mr. Mackey is there and he tells us that today is Canada Appreciation Day. And they have a video from the World Canadian Bureau. So we see this video and here is Stephen Abutman. You're going to remember that name for the rest of this episode. And he asks if any kids of Canadian descent can please stand. Well, Ike is the only one in the school that is of Canadian descent. So, in the video, Stephen Abutman asks, When you think of Canada, what's the one thing that comes to mind? To which Cartman yells, Gayness! And then, a bootman asks, What is it that makes Canada so important? To which Craig replies, Nothing! And the, and the kids just laugh, and Ike is feeling sad because he's the only Canadian in the school. So, Canada Appreciation Day for the most part, is a failure. It is a major, major failure. And because of this, the Canadians are very upset. As a matter of fact, they are so upset that they decide to go on strike with this nice little ditty. Join me. Join together. 
Canada on strike. Canada on strike. Canada. You know, when you watch the video, there's two things, or at least two things for me that I, that caught my attention. Number one, there are apparently Oompa Loompas that work in Canada. And number two, Canada is kind of a big country. But I'm not going to dive into, in this episode, looking up how big Canada is. So, Kyle goes to his house where he sees Ike... And he's standing out there with a sign saying, Honk if you support Canada. And this couple drives by, and the guy honks his horn, and then his wife, I assume is his wife, honks his horn. So the next day, Stan, Butters, and Carmen are there, because if I had to guess where Kenny is, he's probably in some rehab after the last episode. And Kyle's talking about, well... Uh, do you guys care about what my brother is doing? Carmen's like, no, we're not. So they show an episode of Terrence and Philip. Well, this is an episode of Terrence and Philip that has already aired. So Stan is like, well, maybe there's some good American comedy on. Click. You think that's bad? Remember the time I sang and danced La Cucaracha in front of Paul McCartney? And Carmen's like, no! Does not want to relive the horror of that. So, we see the Canadians. They're on strike. Even Terrence and Philip have joined them. But they gotta leave because, well, Philip is apparently diabetic. Who knew? So, Stephen Abutman, uh talks about wanting money and he went to well they never really said they, they, they never really said what the organization is but it's an organization of different countries and all they want is more money that's all they want is more money and he talks about how the internet makes lots of money and you get money from the internet so the the leaders are confused so kyle calls a bootman and they have a talk. And a boomin is like, look, if we're going to get money, we got to get money from the internet. That's how you make money. And the guys are a bit confused at first. It's like, well, how do you get money from the internet? Well, if you're popular back in 2008, the best way to do it would be from YouTube and to have a viral video. And, well, the guys decide to make a video. And 
this is what the final product is. completely honest with you uh, and then I'm going to get into this the first time I ever saw that I thought this was Trey and Matt doing an original song I really did again you got to remember this is 2008 and I saw this one at air for the first time and I thought oh my god this is so funny it's you know it's hilarious this is like one of the greatest things they've ever come up with I didn't realize till later that they're actually doing a cover of the same song done by an artist named Samwell. So, to go into the song a little bit, the song was released on Valentine's Day 2007 by an artist named Samwell. And he had a song called What What in the Butt. And... It is known for its numerous blatant and camp references to homosexuality and anal sex. The lyrics of the song, which is a production of Mike Stastny, mostly revolve around the title. The video was made in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and as of January 2020, has over 70 million views. In an interview with KROQ-FM, Samwell talked about the opening image is not a cross, but a flaming symbol that he just happened to use. According to Stastny, however, Samwell wanted it because he's a Christian, but he doesn't do Christian morality. For him, having a burning cross is a way to pay respect to his beliefs. The video also parodies the flower petal scene from American Beauty, which if you've never seen that go to youtube check it out on april 8 2007 brown mark films released an interview with samwell in which he discussed the public reception of the song at length there would be performances of this believe it or not samwell appeared on the bbc television show at uh, lily allen and friends for an interview and performed a live version of the song with choreographed dancers the video was also featured in episode 53 of ADD TV in Manhattan. What What in the Bud was an official selection at the Milwaukee International Film Festival and the Mix Brazil Film Festival. In June 2010, Samuel appeared on Tosh.0, which is on Comedy Central, 
and did an episode about viral video, or the show about viral videos. The segment told the story of how the What Would video was created, followed by an acoustic duet version of the song by Samwell and Josh Holm, lead, lead singer for Queens of the Stone Age and guitar player for Cuss. In 2009, the creators of the video and Samwell himself claimed that a feature film called What What in the Butt the Movie was in the works. In January 2013, a behind-the-scenes video was released which showed footage from the original 2006 green screen shot. So, I'm going to get back to this a little later on because... There is, well, there's a thing called a lawsuit that happened with this. But let's get back to the episode. So, the Canadians are feeling really down. Nothing's really happening, and they watch the news. So, the news mentions about the Japanese spending money on the military, and the the video that Butters and him did is a viral hit. To which... A bootman says, and it's kind of a quote that you could use today, that's not really news. And then the final story is about the Canadian strike. And the news reporter says how, in case you don't remember, or you don't care, Canada is on strike. And because of this, people from Denmark are coming over to the U.S. to take over jobs from the Canadians. And we basically learn that, well, according to South Park, Denmark is the Canada of Europe. And this makes Stephen Abutman mad, who, by the way, is the president of the World Canadian Bureau, or WGA. And then this is where we get something that, believe it or not, from this episode, well, besides the What What in the Bud video, still stands out to this day. Because in this scene, Terrence and Philip have a conversation with a bootman saying that, you know, we may want to end this strike. And it goes, we're not going to end this strike, guy. He's not your guy, friend. I'm not your friend, buddy. He's not your buddy, guy. I'm not your guy, friend. Yep, this is the episode where it comes from. So, now, Stan, Kyle, Carmen, and Butters go to the DIM, the Department of Internet Money, where they try to claim theoretical money. Well, they are in the waiting room with some of the biggest YouTube hits of 2008, such as Laughing Baby, Dramatic Chipmunk, Tezande, who you might remember as Chocolate rain, if you want your feet again, chocolate rain. No, that's not me. I am not chocolate rain guy. Uh, Afro Ninja, Sneezing Panda, Chris Crocker, who talked about uh, in Britney's new look. Tron Guy, Star Wars Kid, and Numa Numa Guy. So, they get into this argument of, well... Stan and them want to go and butt in front of everyone so they could get their theoretical money to give to the Canadians. But they're like, no, we got here first. We're going to get our money, our theoretical money. 
So then there's this whole argument of, well, this person has X number of views. This animal has X number of views. This person is theoretically worth 10 theoretical million dollars. This animal is worth 1 billion theoretical dollars. And it ends up going into a fight. And pretty much, if you know South Park, everybody kills everybody. Except for the Laughing Baby. Laughing Baby was not harmed in the making of that fight. So, the guys are able to get their money. So now, um, Kyle goes to Canada. They go to Canada to meet Stephen Abutman. And they're like, we've got the check. We've got the money. Ten million theoretical dollars. And Abutman realizes, well, this isn't going to work. There's no way this is going to work. This is theoretical money. It's not real money. And he talks about how if he goes out and says, I couldn't get the job done. If I couldn't get this done, they will think I'm a failure. They will think this whole thing is a failure. And, you know, I'm done for. So then, the weird organization that the Canadians went to see earlier call, and they ask them a very simple question. They ask... When you all die from the strike, can we have Newfoundland so we can make it a theme park? And this is where a bootman just breaks down and cries. He's he's done. He 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 has basically gone into his emotional breaking point. So Kyle gets on the phone and he says to him, to the guys, "Look, can you just give them something? Can you just give them anything? You know." They've been on strike. Just just give them something. So they talk with Abutman again. And Abutman is like, if you give us something, can you make this a big deal, please? Can, can you just make it a big deal? So after they talk, Abutman goes out and he says that the strike is over. And he says that while... They weren't able to get everything they got, or they wanted, they did get stuff. What did they get? Well, every Canadian is going to get a Bennigan's coupon and bubblegum. All right. Oh, wait. Bennigan's and bubblegum? So I talked about Bennigan's a long time ago in Butter's very own episode, which you guys can check out in the archives. Um, I'm not going back to discuss Bennigan's, but for those that missed it, I'm going to give this to you in short. I never made it to a Bennigan's. There was a Bennigan's near my house. I never made it. Just never. <laughs> I, I, I just never made it. I never made it to a Bennigan's. And there are now, as of June 2018, 18 international Bennigan's restaurants and 15 in the United States. So, Kyle and the gang get home. They tell Ike the strike is over. 
and that he gets a Bennigan's coupon and bubblegum. And we get a very rare, you know, I learned something today, which basically is while the internet is new and young, it's not ready yet to make money. You should be able to use the traditional forms of media to make money. Again, this is in 2008. So now we go to a Canadian on strike celebration. It's over. And the only people that are celebrating are Stephen Abutman and his office. Meanwhile, the people at the party are, well, they're confused. Do you blame them? And at the same time, there is a memorial for the Canadians who died during the strike. While Celebration by Cool and the Gang is playing, which, by the way, if you've never seen Cool and the Gang live, they are a very interesting but really good performance. I saw them, gosh, almost ten years ago. They were the opening act for Van Halen. You heard me right. They were the opening act for Van Halen. And they did an unbelievable job in... In, in their performances. It was really awesome. It really was. So, as they're celebrating, Terrence and Philip come in and they explain what has happened. Because Canada went on strike, they lost over $10 million. Which, if you think about it, just in general, yes, $10 million is a lot. But to lose $10 million in a strike? That's kind of small. So, after doing the math, with the gumballs and the coupons from Bennigan's, they combined are worth $3,008. Yep. You lose $10 million in a strike and only get... $3,000 worth of Bennigan's coupons and bubblegum. So, because of this, Abutman and his administration of the World Canadian Bureau, WGA, are sent adrift on an ice float. As we get the good ending, I'm not your guy, buddy! I'm not your buddy, friend! I'm not your friend, guy! As they sail off somewhere, I don't really know, and that is the end of Canada on Strike. Now, before I get into my overall thoughts, I do want to talk about what this episode is particularly talking about. It is talking about the Writers Guild of America strike of 2007-2008. The strike began on November 5th, 2007, which began as a labor conflict that affected a large number of television shows that were due to broadcast in the United States during the 0708 television series. Negotiators for the striking writers reached a tentative agreement on February the 8th, 2008, and the boards of both guilds unanimously approved the deal on February the 10th. Striking writers voted to end the strike immediately on February 12th, and on February 26th, the WGA announced that the contract had been ratified 
with a 93.6 approval among the members. So, because of the strike, the following shows had increased number of episodes. The Amazing Race, Big Brother, The Price is Right, and Good News Week, which is a show in Australia. A lot of shows were not affected by this. A lot happened to be soap operas. The Bold and the Beautiful, The Days of Our Lives, Guiding Light, One Life to Live. You know, those shows were not affected. However, there were shows that did get affected. According to Jim, which was a big hit for Jim Belushi, well, most of the actors in the show, they went on strike with the writers. The Women's Murder Club, well, they only missed three episodes. And, you know, the nighttime talk shows, the Saturday Night, you know, Saturday Night Live, you know, they missed out on a lot of stuff. But then there are the shows that, because of the strike, got canceled. And that included Men in Trees, Big Shots, Bionic Women, Cavemen, yes, that, that's the Geico Cavemen show, Cashmere Mafia, Girlfriends, Journeyman, Caveville, Life is Wild, The Return of Jezebel James, Welcome to the Captain, Notes from the Underbelly, and The 4400. Okay, now one show that I really, really liked that was affected by this was a show called Pushing Daisies, which aired on ABC. They had a wonderful first season. I mean, it was one of, like, the big hits at the time in that first season. So they do the second season, and the second season is kind of stopped. And because of this, and also with a mix of the ratings not doing good, the show is eventually canceled, but they do air the remaining episodes of the series, which is a shame because that was such a tremendous show. It was one of my favorite shows that I watched at the time. So that was a show that really got affected by it. A lot of these shows did get affected by it. Um, if you want to look it up, go to Wikipedia. It has a tremendous list of shows that were affected, weren't affected, and what the consequences were, really, of that strike. Now, as far as the episode goes, in a weird way, even though this is not a good, sh a good episode, this is kind of an iconic episode for the two moments. The... The what what in the butt video with butters. Excuse me. And the I'm not your guy, buddy, I'm not your buddy friend skit. With that said, there are some good moments, but the laughs just are not there. They're they're just not. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm going to give it a 6, only because of the moments. If the moments weren't there, it probably would be lower. So, a 6, I think, is going to be 
what we what I'm going to give it here. So, uh, some notes. Uh, of course, I mentioned about the the Writers Guild strike, the Writers Guild of America strike. Brad Trechek of TV Squad noted that Trey Parker and Matt Stone are not members of any of the unions, and they negotiated internet profit sharing before it became an issue for the WGA. They have also remained consistent with their dislike of the Hollywood creative elite, including actors and writers, although they are both, and their willingness to take a different viewpoint than the popular media. Travis Fickett of IGN stated that it was probably inevitable that South Park would comment on the writer's strike in some fashion, and here they do, by way of Canada. Josh Modell of the AV Club suggested that it's clear that Parker and Stone feel that the writers completely screwed themselves in the long run, but that subplot is almost beside the point. In the DVD documentary of this season, the creators claim that the episode is a docudrama instead of a parody of The Strike. The Strike took place during the making of The List, during which the creators laminated or lamented that they had to work instead of joining with The Strike. So, to the receptions. Josh Modell gave this episode an A grade, saying that it was a great episode because the jokes came quick and funny, not because there was some huge point to be made. A notable part of the video for him was the viral video, What What in the Butt. Travis Fickett gave the episode a 7.6 rating. He noted that, though it was an issue episode, it was still humorous, unlike other such episodes like Britney's New Look. Overall, while it wasn't a bad episode, the show muddles the argument it's trying to make by letting the parallels to Canada get off track. And Brad Trechik noted that the battle royal scene with all the YouTube people and the scintillating conversation of the Canadians at the episode end. Um, he said that he was happy to see South Park get back on track to the focus and humor from the previous seasons. Now, I want to get back to Samwell. Because in November of 2010, Comedy Central and Viacom, the parent company of Comedy Central, were sued for copyright infringement for their recreation of the video. The case was dismissed with prejudice before discovery. Brownmark Films appealed in the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals, which ruled in favor of Comedy Central in June 2012, holding that the parody was protected under fair use laws and noting that, as demonstrated in the episode, Brownmark's loss of revenue could only be measured in the sense of internet dollars and of no measurable commercial value. If anything, South Park's lampooning of What What in the Butt would only increase the original video's ad revenue on YouTube. There you go. So they sued. Uh, they sued Comedy Central, sued, you know, Viacom, and didn't work it just they didn't go for it and they lost the case all right let's go to imdb see what they thought of this week's episode over 2,000 people have rated this episode and the average rating for this is a 7.9 out of 10 uh 641 people gave this episode an 8 which is the highest 439 people gave it a 10 i'm a little bit surprised with that rating 
Uh, 190 people gave it a 6. That's the rating I am giving it this week. Uh, in the Oh, and 38 people gave it a 1. In the demographics, in the demographics uh, category, over 1,600 males voted. The average rating is a 7.9. Its highest demographic, 18 to 29, with an average rating of an 8. For females, they had 118. The average rating is an 8. Its highest demographic, 45 and over, with an 8.4 rating. So, now that we have gone through that, let's get to the reviews from the people of IMDb. What did they think of this? Well, surprisingly, there are very little reviews. So, uh, and none of them happened the day after they aired, so we're just going to read it from the oldest to the youngest. Start off with Rain Dog Jr., who wrote, Not a long time ago, a friend of mine commented me about this episode. Uh, actually, he just said something like, There's an episode in which the Afro Ninja appears. Of course he is, and I am a fan of that hilarious video. I had the chance to finally watch Canada on strike, and of course, I was just waiting for that moment that for me is the funniest part of this episode. Basically, I didn't know most of the YouTube stars that appeared in this episode, just Afro Ninja, the Panda, and the Chipmunk. But when I watched that part, it was hilarious. However, for me, and I really think for many others, there are better characters than that, to, and better characters thanks to YouTube we know for example, Chiru, with that awesomely hilarious video. What I'm going to write has nothing related with his, with this episode. However, for me, it's quite amazing to hear everyone everywhere phrases that YouTube characters made famous. Again, I did not know, for example, the hilarious song Chocolate Rain or Star Wars Kid, but I did the Tango Miedo, and believe me, you can hear that phrase like from your school partner, like from the manager of one of the four most important soccer teams of Mexico. Other more famous is the Kanaka, absolutely my favorite, so the video ha that had me laugh the most. This man died like three weeks ago, and believe me, his dead was big news. Anyways, let's focus on the episode. It is again about Canada, and now that country represents the Writers Guild of America. So Canada is on strike, just because the, Can the Canada Appreciation Day is taken practically as a joke. Now Canada wants more money, some of that internet money. However, this strike seems to be not affecting anyone and is less the concern when Danish people are there to replace Canadians. A YouTube video gains more attention of the TV than the Canadian strike. But if our boys from South Park want to end the strike, is for something. Kyle suffers by watching his little brother, Ike, all alone supporting his country without being successful. It's hilarious to see that the only Canadian in South Park is Ike, so basically a very little boy is trying to convince the whole town. And of course, even that Ike is a genius, things are quite difficult. So with that, Kyle is there to support Canada. But why the rest of the boys, and especially Can Cartman, want to help Canada? Well, with the strike, there's no more Terrence and Phillip, so the only show left to watch is Family Guy. With that, Cartman is there to help, too. So the boys will try to make that internet money, and soon we are going to watch and laugh with the new video that is having lots and lots of visits. This time is not another demonstration of Afro Ninja or a new song by Tay Zonday, but is Butters' hit video, What What In My Asshole, 
Well, that's what went in the butt. The one that is a new YouTube sensation and also the one that is making that the thought that Butters is gay became a worldwide thought. Here the YouTube stars massacre is really hilarious. By watching all of these stars fighting, but specifically, or but specially by watching Afro Ninja, blew me away. In my opinion, this is the best part of the episode that ends with Canada winning, but not lots of money, but only Bennigan's coupons and bubblegum. And yes, we watch how Ike receives what he won. And it's hilarious to watch how many people died for the strike, and still the leader of its making a party to celebrate his coupons and bubblegum. For fortune, Terrence and Philip are there to give that damn leader what he deserves. Then it was a good episode for me, but this time maybe I'm not the best judge since with the fact that Afro Ninja made his awesome demonstration could have been enough to make make yeah, be enough for me to give it a 9 out of 10. Anyway, let's watch some more Season 12 episodes. Alright, let's go to Gangsta Hippie who wrote, Canada on Strike may not be the best episode of South Park, but it does have some memorable moments such as Butters' What What in the Butt video, the other YouTube stars killing each other, and the Canadians arguing with each other and using words like buddy and guy at the end of each sentence. During Canadian Appreciation Day, they were apparently mocked by the other countries. They decide to go on strike so people will miss Canada. The Canadians demand more money. The boys want, to, want the strike to end, so they decide to make money off the internet to give to Canada. They make Butters star in an internet music video, which gains many, many views, and Butters becomes an internet sensation. They go collect their internet money and find the other YouTube stars, such as Tayson Day, Tron Guy, Numa Numa Guy, and others waiting to get their theoretical money. They all get into an argument about who has the most money and all start killing each other. The Canadians all start dying of starvation, but the strike leader does not want it to end because it will make him look like a fool. In the end, it is decided that the other countries will give Canada a little, but make it seem like a lot. This was not the best episode of season 12, but it was pretty good and did have some very memorable moments. Alright, and that's going to really do it for this episode. Uh, like I said, it's one of those episodes where it's like, yeah, it's got memorable moments, but it's not, it's kind of eh, really. That's how I feel. Well, you can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97 and join the Facebook group Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. You type that in the search bar on Facebook, add yourself to the group, we will add you on. And if you can't find it, it's okay, I put a link in the description of each and every episode. Next time around, is it the end of Mrs. Garrison? Already? Well, we'll find out. In the next episode, eek a penis. Next time on Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm Bill. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and I'll talk to you all next time.